Welcome to the Christy Taylor Show. I'm your host, Christy Taylor. Happy Black Memphis Music Month, or should I say Black? What am I trying to say? <laughs> oh my God. I'm All I'm trying to say is Black History Month. Oh my God. Okay. We're going to have a good time today. You all see I'm already on the sauce, <laughs> but I tell you, it's one reason why is because I'm super excited that I'm going to have an opportunity to talk to one of my fellow filmmakers all the way in Toronto. And let me tell you, I'm giddy about it. And yes, that has me a little saucy today, everybody. Let me tell you about Ryan Singh. He is a award-winning filmmaker, photographer, director, producer, and actor hailing from Toronto, Canada. He loves telling stories and can be found in front and behind the camera. In 1993, Ryan immigrated to Canada from Guyana focused on acting. He later developed his own projects, producing for stage, television, and film. Ryan is currently enrolled in the BIPOC Kids TV Writing Incubator Program in Toronto. Through his company, Ryan Singh Productions Limited, he works as a performer, creator, and film technician with shows on City TV, Global TV, CTV, Rogers TV, Planet Africa in Canada, ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, Netflix, Amazon in the U.S., as well as several notable channels across the Caribbean. His latest short film, Henry, features his two twins. We're talking Sebastian and Ava, and it is currently screening at the Toronto Film, the Black Film Festival. I want you all to help me welcome to the show none other than Ryan Singh. Welcome from Memphis to Toronto. I'm kind of giddy, so please forgive me uh, for my extraness today, okay? <laughs> well, take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, I'm a mouthful. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and the beautiful thing is you had so much more to tell about yourself that your bio provided. And let me tell you, they need to definitely check you out. You are a triple, quadruple threat. But let me tell you this. I'm really excited to find out more about you your journey as an actor to filmmaking, because I have an undergraduate degree in acting. And of course I dabble in screenwriting as well as, you know, I am that producer director, but tell me about your personal journey as a creative. Uh, well, I started at six years old. Uh, my father is a writer, stage play. And so he brought me up on stage and I came to Canada and you know, the difficulty sometimes for black people to find an agent, especially a credible agent. So for a number of years, I bounced around looking for a good agent. And in 2001, I connected back with my father again, uh, producing his stage play here in Canada. Uh, I wanted to get into film, but there again, the stage started coming back again. And I stayed in stage for a number of years, five or six years before I decided to buy a camera and actually go into filmmaking. And once I bought a camera in 2006, I've never looked back. I've just continued to make projects, independent projects, short films, uh, shooting a lot for the community, being a reporter, like a hundred different hats in that area again, and just creating and creating until I started to say, look, I need to find my way into Hollywood, into making narrative films. And... Again, I went into documentaries and before coming into narrative films, and now I'm well entrenched in narrative films. Yeah, I had a chance to check out your amazing film resume. And for those who are watching the ticker across, be sure to check out his, his really nice website featuring his photography work, as well as your film work. You have 
definitely started with documentaries and I liked one of them, which was He's Our President Too. Can you talk about that particular project? Well, in 2008, when uh, Barack Obama was nominated as, uh, as uh, he's not only uh, our president, he is uh, here's your first lady. I went to Chicago. I drove, left Toronto and drove to Chicago at four o'clock and got there about one o'clock in the morning, only to find that the whole festivities was finished. But throughout that trip, I traveled with, uh, I think the gentleman, uh, you guys probably know him, uh, One Night in Miami, the guy that plays uh, um, Muhammad Ali, Eli mm. Gori. I was in the car during the entire time with Eli Gori, and we were traveling there, uh, and we got on stage, and we just watched and imagined what it would have been like with a crowd full of people. And we, we met with some, a few people that we knew, um, the kink in my hair and, and Gozi Paul was there and, and we just connected and just felt like this was our president as well, uh, being from Canada. And as you know, in 2020, the, the George Floyd situation, we realized that the entire world is still reeling with, with black disenfranchisement. So for us, Barack Obama was a hope, and that's why he is our president too. I really love the fact that you know his impact has been global, and I just kind of want to speak to your personal uh, amazing mix of heritage. I know you're from a, a country in South America, and then Guyana. Guyana, and of course you made the trek to Canada, and yet you have a very a nice network of creative opportunities here in the United States. Talk to me about a creative and a filmmaker with your global perspective. Um, well, my heritage is really, uh, I'm, my father is black, my mom is mixed uh, Indian and some Spanish uh, or Dutch, uh, as well as some indigenous uh, blood in her. So she's mixed up. Uh, so. I have, I, I like to say that I have black, I have East Indian, I have uh, indigenous, and I, I turn to the side and you can see the indigenous profile there. <laughs> and then if you look closely, I have the freckles of the white man. And yeah. so I'm quite multicultural in that way. And I've been fortunate to be able to travel across the world. I've gone to South Africa where I did a documentary as well, going to Africa for the first time. And as well as I traveled to Sri Lanka, I had a stopover in Dubai. And the one thing that I've experienced through, and, and of course the Caribbean and the United States, people are universal. We all have the same desire to be loved. That's a mouthful. At the end of the day, core of all storytelling is the love principle. And in your work, how does that come across? Particularly when you say you went from documentary, now you're deeply entrenched in narrative. How does that communicate for you in your work? Well, I'm often looking at the human condition. So even if I'm doing a personal autobiographical piece, like the project I did, Mom, where I looked at how becoming a father what impact I would have in my wife's life and in my children's life. I have twins, even Sebastian, and they are part of the film that I created, Henry. Um, 
I was making documentaries before they were born and, and, and telling their stories before they were born. It's all about people and relationships and how we navigate those relationships. And those are what are the universal qualities of storytelling. Now, I love the fact that you brought in your twins and I, I had a fun time looking through your social media. And of course you all have been getting a lot of good press and your children are darling. They're beautiful twins that are part of your latest short film. Uh, let's talk about first of all, the storyline of Henry and how you were able to cast your twins. Yeah, uh, the storyline is, um, it's the story of a father who has passed away and the family is left uh, to grieve his, his loss. And the children, in, in the way of adjusting, instead of asking mom questions about death and um, mortality, they turn to the machine, uh, AI. Uh, most people know it as Alexa, others know it as Google. For us, it's Henry. And they ask Henry questions about death. And from there, we explore a sci-fi sci relationship between humans and the machines that serve them. But more importantly, humans have to program those machines to be able to, for, for the machines to be able to serve them. That's right. And that's where the scientific uh, sci-fi aspect comes in looking at those relationships between humans and their machines. Now, your children being cast in a sci-fi, that's very interesting, and I love sci-fi. I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like to binge watch on a good futuristic uh, show. Uh, so casting them, how did that come about? I didn't cast them. Oh. It, the project was written specifically for them. I started to write a project, but at wow. some point down the road, I realized that why am I writing words for them when I can incorporate them in the writing process? And wow. so I called and consulted with them on what would you say here? How would you, what would, would you be thinking if this was the situation or circumstance you were in? And they were so helpful in contributing as specifically as writers to, to developing the script. My daughter even negotiated and said, I don't want to be a part of it if I cannot be named Sophie. She was named Simone. <laughs> and she refused Simone oh. as her name. She wanted to be called Sophie. And so, wow. so I love the fact that you are already just as you were inspired by your father, who was a playwright, you are teaching them the power of the pen. And as I know, any great book, any great movie, any great stage play, it starts with a written word. So kudos to you. Hey. They also have screenwriting credits. Now, it's they have screenwriting credit as well as producer credit. So they're triple threat in this film. They're screenwriters, producers, and actors. And they wow. didn't just—they didn't just get the names producer. Throughout the cut, throughout the post-production, I consulted with them, find out what was, what worked, what doesn't work. There was even at one time we, we had completed a, a rough cut of the picture, and they looked right. at it and they were like. Uh, it doesn't make sense that the mom is, the phone is ringing in mom's hand and you don't see the phone and you don't see her responding to the phone. What's going on with that? And I'm like, oh, and we had to search to find a, a clip that shows the phone because that was important to our producers. Wow. I am 
explored in this moment? First of all, to understand that as an actor, you understood the importance of creating your own projects for yourself, because that was part of what came out of your Canada experience. But now as with your twins, to incorporate them in the creative process, but not just any process, but it's like having them intricately involved. So I just, I'm blown away right now. So well, I, I got a shout out to my crew as well. We had over, over nearly 30 people that worked on this project. Most wow. specifically, our director, a female uh, Eastern European uh, woman, and what she brought to this project, uh, we had over 70% BIPOC. Uh, yes. A number of them. I don't understand that. Explain to them what BIPOC is, particularly as within the film industry. BIPOC is Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So anyone that is not white. Um, our director was white, but she was very sensitive to the, to the diversity or, or, or inclusivity. She wanted to know and understand our culture. Even as we were working with uh, one of the VFX artists in India, uh, I, I said something to her. I said, he's, he, he's, taken, he's waiting for your instructions because he sees you as more important being a white person and me being a black person. And she sat and thought about that as well because it was important for her to respect the culture she was coming in and, and in a way in the way she wanted to tell the story. And it wasn't just about story, it was also about all of our cultures and all of our voices. And she wanted to make sure that all of those things was amplified and she was just being a conduit towards expressing those things. And so Katarzyna Sachani was amazing in that way and I've really enjoyed working with her. You know, I'm, I'm really um, excited to hear that, you know, first of all, I do understand Toronto, you all have a, an amazing film community. Um, the Toronto International we do. <laughs> yeah, the Toronto uh, Black Film Festival. I mean, of course, you all are on par. And I'm excited to hear because if this if this is happening, as you said, with the um, the the inclusivity of BIPOC with more European based or oriented um, filmmakers and directors and producers above the line, that this is really going to impact us in the next three to five to ten years in our storytelling. I like the fact that you are even incorporating your, your children in that early on so that they can see the reality that we've been pushing for. Uh, Toronto Black Film Festival is currently screening your movie. Uh, how has that experience been? And we also want to talk about the other one that you're acting in that's also. <laughs> well, it's been phenomenal. Uh, a lot of people, uh, my publicist, Sasha Stoltz, has done a really phenomenal job of getting our story out there. and. A lot of people have been quite responsive. In fact, one one person says we wa we watched this film like a hundred times, and our kids just want to see more of your kids, and it's just amazing. We want to see more of this picture. Um, the other film that I'm a part of is certainly uh, called Essence. It looks at uh, I play an older man and as an actor, an older man, and I had uh, a young uh, King uh, Dylan who is my co-star, he, he's an 11-year-old boy who is being bullied. So the old man pulls him into the house and, 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 and helps uh, heal his wounds, like fix up, right. fix up his uh, bruises. And uh, mm -hmm. in, in so doing, he wanted to empower the young man to understand 
who he is by understanding his name and the importance of that name to understanding the continents of his character. And so wow. essence is born out of that, understand the essence of his name. I love that because I do believe in that as the, the names carry power. So to understand the essence of that, that's probably yes. that. Now speaking, going back to Henry and the very fact that you said that people want to see more of it. Uh, I did find a, a, a quick little snippet that there's a possibility that you might be able to take it to a feature length. I'm looking at, I've already um, orchestrated a four season arc. So I'm looking at making it an, into a television series. A uh, 30-minute television series for children, but with a cool view uh, aspect, so adults can look at it and enjoy it as well. But yes. but targeted to children, so that at least children are involved in creating content for children. I love it, and you are currently, as I read in your bio, you're part of an incubator that works toward that. Let's talk about that, and then we're going to talk about producing during a pandemic. Yes. Um, I'm not currently enrolled. I was enrolled last year. I, I forgot to update that, that resume. <laughs> but it, so how was that experience being in a bean incubator? It, it was phenomenal. Uh, we, we, I had signed up for the incubator in December of last year, of the year before, and it was to start in March. Uh, we started the first week, and then we went into lockdown. It was supposed to go three months. We ended up going from March uh, 9th until July, the mid of July. We had some incredible mentors from Disney, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Amazon, Netflix, people that are, are running those shows that are BIPOC or diverse come in and, and speak to us and tell us about how we can get our work on, on their particular platforms. It was just phenomenal because oftentimes we are behind the eight ball in terms of the knowledge and information that we have to work with. And so BIPOC uh, TV and film putting this particular session on was really helpful in giving us uh, the, the blueprint from which we can work and, and competitively uh, apply for jobs in the professional industry. You know, with that being said, you know, in a pandemic, you still had a chance to produce some work. I absolutely love this shot. I would like to know the backstory to this. Uh, this was a this was a piece I was doing for the Toronto Police uh, Services, um, looking at knowing your rights. And so I was engaging a, a young man to to come and we televised this entire thing um, because we had something called carding in Toronto that has been uh, discontinued. And carding was really if you are black or, or person of color, you are more likely to be pulled over by the police and okay. your information taken. And so because of this has been discontinued, the police wanted to put a public service announcement out, letting people know what their rights are and how to manage the, the situation of uh, overcoming uh, police stops or, or feeling like threatened because they're engaging in conversations with the police. You know, I want to speak to the fact that we are understanding that, as you mentioned earlier, George Floyd and other incidents that are happening in the United States, that it really is a global issue of Black people, people of color, Indigenous people who have been, you know, for centuries. 
um, based on institutionalized racism and, and, the, and the like, um, have had to have difficult relationships with law enforcement. So I'm glad the conversation has begun in earnest. Uh, now, with that being said, I know you are a busy man and you have to go to find out what's next. What, and um, more engaged with you and your creative work here in Memphis. I have two feature films I'm working on. The young man that you saw in that uh, green screen shot, he's 19 years old. He wrote a feature film. Wow. And uh, at the start of the pandemic, he kept sending me his script. And I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like dismissing it, dismissing him. But he kept writing and he kept writing. And there was an opportunity for us to, we have a, a public uh, funding uh, network called Telefilm, which offers uh, filmmakers uh, a bursary grant or, or some sort of investment into their projects. Now, Telefilm had put together something called the Racialized uh, Fund uh, Development Fund. And so I optioned, uh, optioned my guy's uh, Shaim Blair's uh, script. And uh, I also wrote, uh, wrote a treatment for my own uh, story. And so I have two feature film, films in development right now, as well as uh, at least three television uh, series that I'm developing. So quite a bit that is happening. And I'm currently working in the film industry in multiple different areas. And that's why I have to go for a meeting right now because it's a new job that I'm uh, scheduled to meet someone for four o'clock. <laughs> okay, which of course we're going to let you go right now and make that happen. Thank you, Ryan Singh. For those who are watching the show today, I want you all to know, you wanna definitely follow him on his website. We also have his Instagram, his Facebook, his Twitter account. And if you by chance are watching and you're in that part of the, of the country or the part of the world, be sure to hook up with him. He's an- Well, most importantly, we, we are living in a global village right now. I'm very easy to find RyanSingEnterprises.com or RyanSingMedia uh, on Twitter, RyanSing, uh, uh, TwinPapa321 on Instagram. I'm open to, to, to having a conversation with anyone, Ryan Singh Enterprises on Facebook. Um, but most importantly, you can still watch our film, even in the United States, torontoblackfilm.com. And uh, how can we watch Henry? torontoblackfilm.com. And you'll be able to log on and uh, purchase a ticket and watch the Henry. Or you can purchase a pass and watch 154 of the films that are being programmed there. Films that you probably would never see again because oftentimes they, they sometimes don't go on to distribution. So this is one chance of seeing and supporting black filmmaking. All right. Ryan Singh, thank you. I'm going to personally check it out and I will be sharing that information on how you all can check it out as well. The Toronto Black Film Festival. Ryan Singh, thank you. And we'll be right back after this. Would love to speak with you again. Welcome back to the Christy Taylor Show. Ryan Singh, 
an amazing filmmaker all the way from Toronto, Canada. Amazing. Looking forward to seeing his work, his most recent short film, Henry, at the Toronto Black Film Festival, which is available as a global village. You can check it out online. Be sure to check him out on all of his social media. Also check him out on his website. And thank you all so much for watching The Christy Taylor Show. Got more exciting things on the way. So be sure to keep it right here.